Ladies and gentlemen, this is bigger than the Super Bowl. This is bigger than the World Series. This is bigger than the Rolling Stones. This is even bigger than the Sunday Sauce Live NHL Trade Deadline Special right here on the Eastern Observer. Ladies and gentlemen, we are bound for glory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Today is a special day. It is the Bound for Glory Pick Special. Uh, it's it's their version of WrestleMania. As I said before, bigger than this, bigger than that. This is their biggest show of the year. We like to give shows like this their proper due. So for the 18th time, Bound for Glory will be on air tomorrow night. Uh, Friday night going up against SmackDown. I forget it. This is, this is a positive <laughs> show. It's a positive show, even though it's on a Friday night up against five other things. This is great. <laughs> On the bottom part of our screen, the first ever PWB champion, the living legend, John DeConi. John DeConi, happy Bound for Glory to you, pal. Likewise, sir. Very excited to be here. Very excited for this pay-per-view. It looks pretty darn good top to bottom. It does. And, you know, uh, uh, I'm a, actually, I'll just go. Uh, I'm not segue into it, but yeah, usually, like Bound for Glory, you have like an Ultimate X, you have like car crash here, and, and then gimmick match that. This seems to be pretty straightforward with the exception of the gauntlet. So uh, it, it's actually a little, I don't want to say refreshing, going back to a little bit of tradition. But even the first one was a bleep show. There was two six-man tags. There was a, a random gauntlet because Kevin Ash couldn't show up. Uh, it, was, it was such a great show. Uh, on the top part of our screen with me, as always. And number four, John Smith. <laughs> John, happy Bound for Glory. This is, I believe, this is your third Bound for Glory, right? You know, you kind of hopped in on the Impact wagon a little late. Happy Bound for Glory to you. Yeah, but I mean, I, I've loved Impact, I, you know, for the past three years now. And, you know, I, I think they put out a better product than what you usually see on Mondays and Fridays, and especially on Wednesdays, but not Tuesdays. Not Tuesdays. Tuesdays, Tuesdays is fun. Yeah, Impact is probably, it's... It's like they don't take themselves too seriously, and that's what I love. Like I said, the, the, IB, the IWPF, just for that, that the next pay-per-view they're doing, uh, actually not the next one, they're doing Overdrive or whatever it's called next, but the one after that, next weekend, it's just going to be so much fun. And it's, I think the wrestlers are happy. They work, what, twice a month? And, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, like it's really – it's. Yeah, well, they work 20-hour shifts, though, when they do work. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> So uh, we're excited. So here are the overall standings going into tomorrow night's Bound for Glory. Uh, Brian Roy, uh, what was it? What did we say uh, the other night? 35 points. Uh, don't do math in public, right? 35 points <laughs> over John DeConi with another 20 points over Beavis. Uh, I'm right behind them. John Smith, Gary Maheffy uh, towards the bottom. Beavis actually leading the way in impact with the 145. But this is uh, the big point shows right here. There's going to be a, a lot on the line. Ooh, that's this is what we did last year. I'll get to the scoring in a second. This is how we did last year. John, uh, we kind of – the epitome of mediocre uh, last year. A lot of four and fours. Uh, I got Beavis, John the County, five and three. Um, John Smith, uh, as he is with WrestleMania, uh, the epitome of of, uh, of average. Uh, again, 500 at WrestleMania record, 500 here. 
And if you do the math on my record, which is kind of fun, I was four and four last year. That brings me up to five and nine all time, which means <laughs> I went one and five two years ago at the Bound for Glory. And I'm like, what the hell was I? Th-? And then I saw the one match I got right. The one match I got right. And it was Rohit Raju <laughs> retaining the X Division Championship in a six way car crash. That was the one match I got right. So, you know what? I'll take the other five losses. I'm fine with it. Uh, here's the scoring going into uh, Friday night. This is uh, the big time points 25 points for the Impact Championship, 15 points for all other title matches, five points for the non title matches. The countdown matches do count. We do have one of them. Um, this, like I said, this is coming out before uh, Thursday's Impact TV. So we don't know if they're going to be adding anything else. We're going to do our best uh, to play predictor here. Perfect pay-per-view is 25 points. Um, and goddamn, my entire life as a wrestling fan, once the internet started, I have spent my entire life avoiding spoilers. I don't want to know what happens. If I'm missing the show, I'm off t- I'm off the internet or whatever. You know, John DeConi knows a fun story with a buddy of ours. Um, ruined the 2010 Royal Rumble for me intentionally. And uh, I kind of lost my bleep on that one. For the life of me, I could not find the spoilers for Impact Wrestling's TV tapings tonight on the internet. So I tried to find it just so we can try to get ahead of the game here and give you accurate stuff. But uh, we're just going to do what we can and uh, see where it lands. So the first thing that we're going to talk about today is the X Division Championship, a championship that was day one uh, back in TNA. Uh, It's been at every single... um, Bound for Glory, uh, or it should have been. It probably was skipped a year or two. Like, I know last year the title was vacated um, with Trey Miguel. He defeated El Fantasmo and Steve Macklin to win the vacated title. The reason why it was vacant was because uh, then-champion Joss Alexander cashed in option C to challenge for the world championship. So they crowned the new champion last year. Champions have an 11-4 and record, which is by far the best record of any champion uh, in Bound for Glory in history, 11 title defenses. The only four times uh, the challenger has won, racing down there at the bottom, twice by Chris Saban, Rob Van Dam in 2012, and I spy a Jersey guy in Ace Austin in 2019. So the person that's going to try to do that this year doesn't even work for the company, but he <laughs> is an impact uh, TNA that's a legend. He was a day one guy. He was back when it was just on uh, Wednesday nights on pay-per-views. Uh, we had to buy it for like 10 cents or whatever back in the old TNA asylum. Frankie Kazarian qualified winning the Triple Threat Revolver um, at Victory Road. He's seeking his sixth Impact Knockouts champion. Uh, Impact. I forgot to change it. Impact X Division Championship. I did change it. I forgot to change it on this uh, thing. Uh, he's going for number six. Funny story. He's a five-time X Division Champion. One of the times he was actually suicide. So that was fun. Uh, not a very good record at Bound for Glory. He's 0-4, 0-2 in singles competition. He's 0-1 in championship matches. Uh, and that championship match, him and Christopher Daniels, known uh, as Bad Influence before they were known as SCU, uh, they walked in Bound for Glory in 2012. We haven't seen Frankie Kazarian in Bound for Glory in a long time. They walked in in 2012 as the tag team champions, lost in a triple threat tag team match. Uh, they lost the belts to Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez. And the other team... It was AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. Wow. And Hernandez and Chavo Guerrero somehow walked away. With that. 
But here is our reigning, defending X Division fighting champion. He has been champion since Slammiversary when he won an Ultimate X match. Ace Austin was the champion uh, at that point in time. Uh, this is his first uh, X Division championship reign. He is making his Bound for Glory debut. So this is the match that we have. According to uh, Impact.com, I'm going to read their little blurb here. At Victory Road, Frankie Kazarian outlasted seven other competitors to win uh, to win the return of the Triple Threat Revolver, earning him a coveted X Division title opportunity at Bound for Glory. Meanwhile, Mike Bailey continued his trend-setting reign as X Division champion when he defeated Ring of Honor standout Delirious the very same night. Now the two are on a collision course for Albany, New York, where they will face off for the richest prize in the X Division. Speedball has been setting the world on fire with his willingness to defend against anyone, anywhere, but as a pioneer of the X Division and a worldwide wrestling superstar, Frankie Kazarian will stop at nothing to capture the gold for the fifth time. I say he's suicide. This is sixth. Uh, it, it's good that Impact is keeping KFA Bell in that one. Who will reign supreme in what can only be described as an X Division dream match for the ages? Now, I'm going to throw a wrench in this real quick because tonight, Thursday, on Impact TV, Frankie Kazarian has a one-on-one -on -one match with Kenny King. And you kind of think if Kenny King can somehow sneak in a win here, will he get added to make this a triple threat at the last minute? We're at the buzzer here, boys. We'll just do it one-on-one -on -one for now. But if you want to throw in a wild prediction uh, for Kenny King... Uh, you are more than welcome to. So, John DeCani, as our senior uh, impact correspondent, normally going to make you pick first, but John Smith, uh, being uh, the speediest of speedball fans here. I, I, I would think I'm the balliest of speedball fans. The balliest, the ballsiest of speedball fans. <laughs> um, you know me. I think speedball is the next big thing in wrestling. I don't think he's going to slow down. I don't think, whether it's just Frankie or it's the two of them. I I like speedball to win this. And, you know, you mentioned option C before when you were talking about Josh and everything, I would love to see option C happen. And not now, not this pay-per-view, but yeah. I'd love to see speedball go after the world champion at some point, because I don't think anything can stop his rise to the top. Wow. That's, that's high praise. John DeConi. Indeed. Yeah. You know, if, like you set it up, uh, if Kenny King was in this, I would be really, really hesitant because I just, I, I think we talked about it this either this week or last week. Uh, it, it would almost make sense to have, you know, you've got the honor, no more head honcho going after the world title. Yeah. Their tag team are the tag champs. They're defending. It almost, doesn't make sense not to have Kenny King going after this one so that there's at least the threat of them walking out of there with all this gold. If it remains one-on-one, -on -one, I think this is just the winner is us match of the night and Kaz is there to make for a fantastic match, but no chance in hell Bailey's losing. Yeah. If this stays one-on-one, -on -one, it's yeah, I, I guess I got speedball as well. It's there's, I, I don't remember what I wrote in, the, in my article. I know I have speedball. <laughs> I was writing a lot of stuff on the trade this morning. Yeah, it's just that record, that 11-4 record. Uh, Kenny King is – it's 
This this could be not bound for glory. This could be glory no more if this happens. Now, if you can throw the gauntlet in there because you can use that trophy on any title. Uh, so maybe there's like a post, you know, if they, depending on the match order, there's that to take into consideration if Kenny King isn't in this match. Um, but that will stay one-on-one. And I, I think I got, I got, I, I know I had Mike Bailey. I got a lot of, uh, there was a guy that used to work here. Um, he used to say that shows like this, there's almost guaranteed every title change. <laughs> so I got, I'm going the other way, but yeah, I got speedball. Yeah. It's just too good. It's just too soon. Frankie. I don't know if Frankie's sticking around. Like this is just my, I mean, he already stuck around. He fought on or no more. Right. Uh, you know, this is just a, it's, it's funny. He hasn't been in, on uh, bound for glory in 10 years. So yeah, it's really, why not? We have a career threatening match. Wow. Would you look at them? Mickey James, <laughs> uh, her last rodeo. Uh, let's, let's, we'll just go over a boundary because I'm sure they're going to go over everything uh, in the article, but Mickey James, uh, putting her career on the line and her last rodeo, the next match she loses. Uh, she will retire. She is one for one at Bound for Glory, and I do not want to talk about that win <laughs> last year. Where she surprised everybody, yeah. Deanna Perrazzo, to win the Knockouts Championship. Uh, she chose Mia Yim as her partner. This is as a very Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels feel to it, uh, according to Impact.com. Mickey James is on a quest to prove that she can still go toe-to-toe. Oops, let's put that one up there. There we go. She can still prove uh, toe-to-toe with the very best in the knockouts division as she works her way through the ranks towards another knockouts world title opportunity. James has vowed that her next loss will bring her career to an end. At Victory Roads, James kept her last rodeo alive with a hard-fought victory over Giselle Shaw. Earlier in the night, Mia Yim had an incredible showing in the return of the Triple Threat Revolver, becoming the first knockout to ever compete in that match type. Impressed by her performance, James challenged Yim on the biggest stage of the year, Bound for Glory. In a match built on respect, will James prove while she's still one of the greatest knockouts of all time? Or will Yim triumph and bring an end to the legendary career of hardcore country? John Connor. Okay, a couple things. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, and I didn't mean that to be a double entendre, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> a shout out to Double Stick Tape for that, that last shot. Uh, big ups. Uh, as far as this match goes, it would be a very nice circle in in uh, in one regard that uh, Mia Yim's first professional match was against Mickey James. For Mickey's last to be against Mia Yim, there would be some kind of symmetry, some kind of you know beautiful completion there. However, I believe Mia Yim was only on a short-term deal, and her deal is up like this week or maybe by the end of this month. So I think this is kind of her. Yes, exactly. Uh, I believe this is kind of her uh, getting in another high-profile match to put on her resume. But I don't think she necessarily has to be on the winning side of this one for it to make a nice, you know, for it to stand out on her resume. And quite frankly, I don't think Mickey James goes out without at least getting to that, you know, Mike Tyson level. So I'm going to say uh, Mickey James 
moves on. She wins here. She keeps rolling. The rodeo rolls on. John Smith. Who's Mia playing the part of this time? Uh, like Bald Bull or what? Yeah, you know, it's, it, I don't want to do Don Flamenco here because all you got to do is just left, uh-huh. right, left, right, left. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, Mia's going to be a little tougher than that. Be more like left, right, left, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like in a Naked Gun movie or something? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, what's that? The Fembots in Austin Powers. Yes, yes, that's what it was. <laughs> um, Smoke out to Japanese. It would be very impact for them to have Mia Yim retire, like the biggest, you know, knockout in in uh, Impact history. But I don't think they're going to do it. Um, I don't think Mia Yim is high profile enough to be ending Mickey James's career when it's all said and done. Maybe I think that's something for Deanna Perazzo to do. Oh my God! I would. Oh my God! Yes. Eventually, the hell, Mickey has put her through. Yes. <clears throat> right. So, I mean, that's some long-term story. The long-term storytelling, right there. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with Mickey to, to keep her career moving on, and you know, we'll have this discussion. I'm sure before the next pay-per-view. Mickey James is such a bully. All she does is bully Bianca. It's awful to see. <laughs> I, 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 this wild prediction, wild prediction. I want to see it. I, I, I want to see Mickey's in the in the corner, all disheveled after a long, maybe like a 10, you can go 15 minutes with these two easily. Days in the corner, about to stand up. Now Mickey's on her knees, looking at her, ready to put the dukes up. Let's go. And me and just says it. I love you. <laughs> And then when she goes in for whatever, Mickey just grabs her, hits the Mick DT, one, two, three, and Mickey James moves on. But I, I want them to, I want them to call it back. This is this is the same thing. Like I want tonight on Impact, I want Mia Yim to call her Old Yeller. Like we still have one more shot at that, you know? Like Old oh, oh, Yeller, who are you calling? Old? You know, so it's like they, you can just have fun with this. That's what Impact does. What they're known for. It's not poking fun at it, it's actually paying tribute to it. So uh, I, that's kind of how I want to see that end, but uh, I think that might be a little far-fetched. But yes, I have Mickey James going on. I think Mickey James whatever Jan- what is January Hard to Kill is her uh, next big show. Maybe she finally gets her championship match then and that's when she calls it a day. I don't think she can go. I don't think Down for Glory is like the end all for her. I don't even think Slammiversary would be the end all. I think maybe Hard to Kill would be a uh, be a good spot for you. She could end up winning the title still, too. She know? could, yeah. And then once the, the title's gone, and then, then she's gone. So uh, we're gonna talk about our first championship match. It's going to be on the countdown show. Uh, so it doesn't count towards records, but it uh you know for bound for glory history, because I don't I don't do kickoffs or buy-ins or my uh, Sunday night heat or whatever, but it will count for points. Uh, this one, after retaining his digital media title against Bupinder Gujar and Crazy Steve, the former of which in a ladder match, Brian Myers demanded more competition with the belief that he has elevated the digital media title to become more the most prestigious championship in all of Impact Wrestling. Myers laid out an open challenge to anyone from anywhere who will step up to the most professional wrestler for a shot at the Digital Media Championship. 
before we get to this, John DeConi, I would like to wish a happy birthday to the Digital Media Championship because it was at Bound for Glory last year on the Countdown Show. It was when we crowned our new champion. It was a six-pack challenge. It was actually three men versus three women. Yep. And Jordan Grace on the pre-show, on the Countdown Show, became our first ever digital media champion. It's been a, been a fun ride ever since. This has been a fun title. I think it could stick around a lot better than the Legends title or the Grand Slam title. or the, or the, the There was another one, and I can't think of what it was. It was just terrible. But um, Mountain. this one's sticking. I like this one. You can do. You can have fun with this one, John McConney. So I, I, I guess let's, let's throw darts here. Um, who do you got as his opponent? Do you have Myers retaining? Is it CM Punk? <laughs> I know you just blew up my big surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a, is a countdown match for, for this. Yes. Hey, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, I got a championship match for you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> a world championship. Well, according world to championship. Song. World championship. You like, making, you, know, you like making headlines on the internet, huh? I got the title just for you. <laughs> you got that blue check mark, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so this is you know try like like you trying to avoid spoilers, which I don't think there are any out there for impact. No, uh, I, 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 I tried three times. <laughs> I did I did some googling just to try and refresh my memory of who's possibly out there, and then you know cross reference to see who had the blue check marks or not. I, everyone from EC3 because. Oh. You know, God knows there's the only guys, his only pals in that company have, have uh, left him. So he's kind of on an island there. Yeah. Uh, Jonah, who I think is still in Japan. Uh, Harry Smith Jr., who I don't even know what, you know, his last booking. Uh, I thought of maybe Joey Janela, uh, Johnny, whatever you want to call him, Impact Mundo Morrison. Uh, bring back the greatest music of all time with Willie Mack. Maybe even Jonathan Gresham, just because, you know, now that he's on the outs with ROH and whatnot. And then I had a flash. Hockham's Razor. The easiest answer is often the correct one. Is this just Matt Cardona coming back from vacation and injury yeah. to take back his title? But you know what? That was that was the part of what I was gonna say. Like the first he was actually the first person who came to mind. I'm like, oh, this is Cardona. Wait, they're friends. They're friends now. They have like a team name and they have a picture together on the website. Like it's yeah, but the they hate, players, I think they're called. Yeah, their their whole thing from the minute Cardona came into the company was that Myers didn't want him around. You know, they pretended not to like each other. They, they pretended not to be in business with each other and doing a podcast together. They pretended to hate each other. Yeah. Then just one day they were pals and they were the major players, and then Matt went away. You know, so like, is this how you bring them back? Like, hey, I kind of gifted you that title, but it's my title and I want it back. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to say Matt Cardona returns to take back what's his. John Smith. Well, he said anyone and everyone. So it yeah. could be more than one person. It could be like a, a whole slew of people coming after him. In which case, does that make the, the match void? Yeah, on the on the website, it's, by the way. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, let's cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> and I'm going with question marks anyway. Whether there's one or seven of them, yeah. um, but my uh, my first thought is because it's bound for glory. 
It's Rhino. I mean, he's not a blue check mark. I don't think. Maybe he is. Who knows? But uh, I would like to be Rhino. So that's who I'm hoping for. But either way, I got Myers losing. Yeah, exactly. Is it Cardona was the first person that came to mind, and I, I don't think it's him. I, I think maybe maybe Cardona comes out and helps. That's this is getting fishy. I don't know. A shark Boy, maybe <laughs> that'd be fun. Uh, they bring, bring him back. back. He was like, back he in was... Slammiversary, right? You know, yeah. Shark Boy, and I think the Demon was back. Remember, remember the Demon last year at Bound for Glory? I saw that name on the on the, the gauntlet list last year. I don't, I have no idea. I have honestly no idea. And the fact that this is on a countdown match, like you can only get so big, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it would love to, you know, not, it's not James Storm. It's, it's not James Storm in Countdown. I'm not at Bound for Glory. It's not Countdown. You know, like, it's, um, I, I it could be Swinger. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it, it could be anybody. It's, I don't know. I, I, I have question marks. I have zero idea who it could possibly be. Uh, impact is good with stuff like this. Like you, you never like like Shark Boy winning at Slam Anniversary. Who the hell would have thought of that? You know, like whatever that battle was. So I had no idea, but I think it could be a woman too. It could be. It could be a woman. Oh, I just opened up that door. Damn it! It could be a woman. What women are not there? It's, it's Kyrie Sane. She's fucking. So she swings in on a. Eva Marie. <gasps> she has a check mark. <laughs> she definitely has a check mark. Jake Paul, right? Yeah, Logan Paul's getting all this thing. Right? Jake Paul goes to impact and that does his brother, gets the title before his brother does. And I digress. So the call your shot gauntlet. This is now the one, two, three. This is the fourth year. Uh, for the Call Your Shot Gauntlet, uh, they've had stuff before. I, I remember they used to have tournament. They used to have like a three-month tournament uh, to go into Bound for Glory for something. And they've had they've had uh, the gauntlet for the gold, I believe it was called in, in yesterday. But the, the Call Your Shot Gauntlet itself is four years old. This is the fourth year. Uh, here are your prior winners. Moose won it last year. And boy, did he cash in on that quickly. Mm. Uh, he actually cashed in and became world champion that night. Rhino... Yeah, it was too hot. You know what? <laughs> that was the speaking of another one that we all not I I mean I personally got it wrong. That was the one that Heath was supposed to win, got hurt during the match, and they called an audible during the match because Heath had to get out. And that caused his first and Rhino ended up winning it. And then Rhino ended up joining Violent by Design. They won the tag team championships with their uh call your shot and here we go. Impact on the internet again. Eddie Edwards won in 2019. I couldn't find out if he what he cashed it in on or when he cashed it in on or if he was successful or not. So I'm sorry I tried on this one. And um, you type in, you know, Eddie Edwards 2019 call your shot. It just says that he won the, the gauntlet. So um, don't know. I tried. I'm sorry. <laughs> This year, though, uh, Bound for Glory will once again host the Call Your Shot Gauntlet as the stars and knockouts vie for perhaps the most sought-after opportunity in all professional wrestling. Wow. Uh, whoever survives this grueling 20-person gauntlet would earn a title shot of their choosing anytime, any place. Last year, Moose shocked the world when he called his shot, quote-unquote, called his shot, <clears throat> for an Impact World title match on the very same night, defeating Josh Alexander just moments after becoming champion. Who will win the Assyrian Gauntlet? 
And what title will they challenge, choose to challenge for? So far, what we know is PCO, Rich Swan, Giselle Shaw, Heath, Bupinder Gujar, Bobby Fish, Moose, Steve Macklin, and Sammy Callahan, who apparently, I guess, is going to be cleared after a broken orbital. Good job, Sammy. Uh, have entered the gauntlet, and more competitors will be revealed over the next week leading into the big event. And he was mentioned before, but let's just give him his proper due right now because Rhino, the man beast from Detroit, Michigan, the last ever ECW champion, the man who made the most significant impact in tables, ladders, and chairs too. Rhino, who went 24 hours without food and water and daylight in the before the first Bound for Glory to defeat Jeff Hardy, Sabu, and, oh, I'm slipping my name. I forget. It doesn't matter. He won a monster, Fatal 4-Way mo- Abyss, a monsters, four, uh, monsters Ball match, then went on to win a 10-man Royal Rumble match to become number one contender to go on right after that and defeat Jeff Jarrett to win the NWA TNA Championship at the first bout for glory. Rhino, the man beast from Detroit, Michigan. He is due back. He better be back for this. I'm going to, oh, the winningest competitor in bound for glory history with seven wins. And I think the next person, the next person behind them, it was like Samoa Joe and a couple other people with like five. So he's had like a two win lead here. So Rhino, let's put him in the, let's play, let's pretend here. John Smith, who do you got? Oh my God. I don't even know, man. I mean, amongst the people you had uh, that they have in the picture, you know, Heath pops out because, you know, he, he, uh, you know, he has a thing with Eddie. So if Eddie ends up winning, then he could go after Eddie with that. Um, any of the three, Sammy, Moose, or uh, Macklin, because they got that whole thing going on. But I think they're just going to basically take each other out in that thing, even though it's a gauntlet. It's just one-on-one. But, um, you know, I think they're going to end up, like, beating the crap out of each other. So, I'm um, – Now, this is, this is like, Rumble style. Like, this is – Until the end, yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's Rumble till you get down to two, then it's a one-full match. Okay, and does it start as a battle royal, or do they come in one by one? No, it's one by one. No, it's a royal. Oh, Rumble. Okay, all right then. You know, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Heath then. You know, I, I you know, I might be two years late, but you know, I'm going with him. <laughs> yeah, right. Crap. So I already got wrote Heath Raju right, and the call your gauntlet right. I gotta take the rest of else. Shouldn't have bet against. Shouldn't have bet against Rich Swan. John Takani. Okay, so I really, really love the storyline that you started to lay out the other day, Al. So I'm going to let you explain it all. Uh, My second choice was Heath. I agree with John Smith because, as John said, he already has beef with Honor No More. So if Eddie wins, you got that. He's also got kind of this uneasiness with Josh Alexander because he's kind of been putting his nose in Josh's business a little bit. So you kind of have a storyline there. And if you wanted him not even to go after the world title, we all hope Rhino's on his way back. He, him and his buddy could now go after once again, because 
assuming Honor No More retains, OGK retains, they could go after the tag titles. Yeah. So all that being said, I'm going to go with Heath, depending on what happens on the actual Impact show to maybe change our minds. Unless Macklin comes out in the war paint because, you know, that's like uh, Demon Finn Balor. He doesn't lose. <laughs> like I said, this is where the demon speaking of demons. The, the demon did appear in this last year. So look for look for some surprises. Like uh, Cowboy James Storm appeared out of nowhere last year. The demon, I'm sure Johnny Swinger is going to make his way into this. Uh, you know, Zicky pushing him down. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. The knockouts are going to get involved. I think uh, I would like to see. Oh, this would have been fun for Masha Slamovich to win. A woman's going to win this eventually. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if it's going to be this year because I I, can't, I don't think with the, with the matches that the women there's already three women's matches and all the top women 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 like Lady match? Frost like do they ever put women in this match in the first place? Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, the women fight in this all the time. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, Giselle Shaw's in it. She's she was the first one announced it. Giselle Shaw's in. All right, easy, easy. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, Gary kind of ruined it for me. I had this big surprise pick. How much fun would it be? And it's, it's believable because the guy's a monster. PCO. If PCO wins it, either way with the main event, let's just hype it. Eddie Edwards wins. Now Eddie's really going to be on PCO because now Eddie's got to watch his back right there. He's going to jump him. Like, there's no way. Like, there's, it's, Give me the trophy. Lock it would almost be like if Sami Zayn had the money in the bank in the bloodline. You know, like it was. It, it, that's where like we're almost going to get a preview of that. But if Josh wins, PCO, give me that trophy. PCO, give me that trophy. Give me the trophy. You know, like, you, you didn't do nothing but lose whatever. You did nothing. I want that trophy, you know. There's a lot you can do with this. There's a lot of fun that can be had, especially if the seeds are already there. That Eddie Edwards, for whatever reason, is just all over PCO. <laughs> uh, for, I don't get it. The guy's the guy went through shock treatment to prove that you know he, he took out Doc Gallows personally. Took he, out Doc Gallows. To, came back from the dead. I mean, for yeah, right. <laughs> what more does he have to do? So I'm going PCO. Uh, I like that pick. That would be very impact. Yes, it would. And, and what is he like sixty? Like almost, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> like this would just be like, just the, the, the cherry on the top of this guy's career. The guy fought at WrestleMania ten. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. PCL is just not literally. I would say literally not human, but like oh my god. So uh, this year, as they, they usually did it at Slammiversary, but the past couple of years they've been doing it. At Bound for Glory, uh, this year, the 2022 Impact Hall of Fame inductee. The hardcore icon and worldwide wrestling superstar Raven is set to be inducted into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. A former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, he joins the elite company of Sting, Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett, Earl Hebner, Gail Kim, Abyss, Ken Shamrock, and Awesome Kong as one of the most ac accomplished and influential names in Impact Wrestling history. It is written, therefore it shall come to pass. Quote the Raven, nevermore. 
Love it. Uh, the early stages of TNA. Raven was there from the beginning. I was at the very beginning. He was there most of the beginning. I just remember they built it. There wasn't paper. It was the weekly pay-per-views on Wednesday night. And you never know when a big match was coming or whatever. They just they promoted it if it was big. For probably about a month and a half, it felt like it was forever. But Jeff Jarrett was the NWA champion then. And the Jeff Jarrett could have got shot twice and then put a javelin in his throat. And he was still kicking at it too. It was impossible to pin Jeff Jarrett. He was champion for what seemed like forever. It was Jeff Jarrett versus AJ Styles versus Raven. And it was I thought it was supposed to be Raven's coming out. Like, Raven's finally going to do this. Because Raven's been chasing for a while. Styles... Uh, he was Styles they won the first ever X Division champion, the first ever NWA TNA tag champion, whatever. I mean, he's like, oh, so Styles done enough, you know. He's got these kids like 21, like he's fine, like he'll be fine. And then Shane Douglas came out and just started brawling with Raven during that match and ended up being an AJ Styles heel turn with Vince Russo to finally beat Jeff Jarrett. But I just remember, like, it was just Raven was such a big part of the early thing. So I'm actually happy with this. They just brought back the clockwork, uh. Clockwork Orange House, a fun match that Raven created. Um, they just brought that back recently. I believe it was it was Moose and Sammy, right? Yep. So uh, congratulations to Raven. You earned that one. Good work. Absolutely. The Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. This will be the third time uh they had been defended in bound for glorious history there was a huge gap after they were created a huge gap um after eric young and whoever i think it was I for you, whoever his partner was eric young had a 430 day race knockouts tag team champions before they were retired for a while they came back uh over the past two years last year was the first time it was defended since 2009 as you can see, in 2009, it was a successful title defense where Taylor Wilde and Sarita, I do believe Sarita is Zelina Vega, um, defeated the beautiful people, uh, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love uh, in 2009. I, I, don't, I don't know what variation. I shouldn't say that. I said the beautiful people, they had, they had variations over the years. Last year, the Inspiration, a.k.a. the Iconics, um, they debuted in Impact, they debuted, and they won uh, in Impact fashion. They won the Knockouts Tag Team Championships over Rosemary and Havoc. This year, our defending tag team champions, Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green making her Bound for Glory debut. Deanna Perrazzo, this will be the third time she has walked the aisle at Bound for Glory with championships around her waist. Both times before the first time, I do believe she was supposed to be fighting Kylie Ray. Was that that whole situation? And ended up being Sue Young. Yeah. That one, it kind of gave Deanna Prazo a pass. Last year, kind of thought Mickey James is here just for a cup of coffee and a show. It turns out she stole the title from Deanna. And that whole feud started. Uh, that was a lot of fun that ended up, I do believe, uh, in a barn somewhere. Um, they will be challenged by the team of. Taya Valkyrie, former Knockouts champion, the longest reigning Knockouts champion in, in, in history, and uh, and Jessica, who uh, once known as Havoc, also a former Knockouts champion, also a former Knockouts tag team champion. As I just mentioned, she defended those belts last year. So, and I don't have the graphic for this one. If you just give me two seconds. Do, 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 do. <coughs> there we go. Live TV. 
<laughs> there it is. Okay, so uh, tensions in the knockouts tag team division were raising at Victory Road when the trio of Ty Valkyrie, Rosemary, and Jessica, uh, now known as the Death Dolls, when did that happen? Really? Uh, approached Impact official Gail Kim and told her that they were ready for their knockouts World Tag Team Championship title rematch against Vexed. This time, stepping in for Rosemary will be the fun-loving but destructive force, Jessica. As she unites with Taya Valkyrie in an attempt to regain their titles from Diana Perrazzo and Chelsea Green. Following a brawl between the two rival teams, Jessica proved to be a doubtful, uh, proved to a doubtful Rosemary that she may be able, she may hold the key to turning their luck around. Two teams will walk in, but only one team can leave Albany, New York as Knockouts World Tag Team Champions. John Smith. Can Deanna finally get a win and a title defense at Bound for Glory? Um, I think it seems pretty likely that's going to happen. I, I, there's a lot of tension going on with the whole Rosemary and Jessica Havoc or just Jessica situation. So... Uh, I'm gonna say that kind of comes to a head, or you know, Rosemary gets uh, you know involved, and you know, but not in a good way on behalf of her team, and ends up costing them the title, and yeah, the champs retain. John the County. Yeah. So the whole story of this match has been about the challengers. It's yes. all been about. I mean, in fact, uh, Deanna and Chelsea have barely been on TV. Yeah, I think they've had two defense. You know, like it just—it seems ripe for a title change. You've got, you know, this thing going on with the challengers and Jessica with the new character and whatnot. But then I looked up and down the card about the way I picked some of the other matches and went like, I still think it's—it's it's too early to take it off of uh, Vexed. And quite frankly, I don't want to see the titles taken off of Vexed. So I agree with what I believe John Smith was alluding to that. Perhaps Rosemary will, I don't know if she outright, if she screws it up or she turns on her team, but there's so much there between Rosemary and Havoc and even Taya uh, going back far enough that it just makes sense that Vexed retains here and the other team implodes and spins off into some nastiness uh, with Father James Mitchell around and whatnot. There it is. <laughs> So, give me Deanna and Chelsea retaining. Yeah, I, if this if, if the sinister minister was not involved, if Rosemary didn't go to him, I think maybe like okay, maybe Rosemary is going to try to. You know, Rosemary wants this to stop. So, whether it happens, the worst thing that could possibly happen is if that transformation happens tonight, or if that transformation happens like ten minutes before the match starts and they get havoc back, like havoc, havoc. Mm -hmm. Um. That's worst case scenario for Deanna. Um, but I just think maybe something will happen during the match. I'm hoping it's during the match. Father James Mitchell like slams his cane down and have it just like gets knocked out or something. You know, like she just faints because she's under some type of spell or whatever now. Um, yeah, Deanna doesn't have good luck with, with like evil spirits, I guess, at Bound for Glory. <laughs> yes, I'm putting Mickey James in that category. I wouldn't be shocked if Mickey James came down and interfered and cost Deanna the title just for leaps and giggles because of the bully that Mickey James is. But uh yeah I I, I, just, I just, my head and my heart everything's with vexed. So uh it's I gotta hope the sinister minister just does something that doesn't uh disrupt that. 
So the Impact Tag Team Championships going for the women's. We're going to go to the men's. Uh, straight up 7-7, seven and seven, another 500. Uh, I guess we'll call this the John Smith title. Um, yeah. <laughs> seven title defenses last year. The Good Brothers retained by defeating the Bullet Club, which I believe was Chris Bay and Hikaleo. And the team of Finjuice, the champions uh, are on a little bit of a streak here. They've won three of their last four championship matches. This year, uh, the OGK representing Honor No More, Matt Taven, uh, Mike Bennett. Uh, this is their first reign as Impact Tag Team Champions. They beat the Good Brothers uh, a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, um, on the Good Brothers' way out. I guess that was uh, the Good Brothers. They uh, they gave the belt to the OGK. Um, as you see, Mike Bennett has been at Bound for Glory before. Uh, back in 2016, he actually had a one-on-one contest and lost to Moose in that big feud. That was a that was a fun feud when Mike Bennett actually bought Moose in. Eventually, Moose smartened up and realized that Mike Bennett was a D-hole and then kicked his ass. So that was a fun little story right there. And then the, the, the Good Brothers, the other team that they put over before they announced was the Motor City Machine Guns. And I, I, I had to take three looks at this. Um, they've only been two-time tag team champions. They're actually only seeking their third tag team championship, which I think is... I know they were gone for a while, but that kind of just blows my mind. I guess it's... I, I don't know. Uh, they are one and one as a tag team at Bound for Glory. Um, and see their last night at Bound for Glory, they were they walked in as the uh, tag team champions. They lost to the North in a uh, three way. It was a fatal four way actually. That was also uh, with the Good Brothers. I do believe it was Ace Austin and Madman Fulton was the fourth team in that match. Um, they walked in twice. Like I said, they won 2020 back in 2014. I want to say. I'll double check that 2014. They actually, uh, the tag team championship match, they walked the aisles as champions. I'm sorry, 2010. I guess the team called Generation Me. That's not who they were supposed to face that night, but that's who they wound up facing that night. Yeah, a couple of young guys, Max Buck and Jeremy Buck. A couple of young guys, a couple of young bucks. (laughs) Now they're just a couple of old. Nah. (laughs) Fellas. Yeah, old fellas, I can't even run a target. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that brings us to this year's uh, Tag Team Championship match. The Motorcycle Machine Guns have their sights set on reclaiming their spot at the top of the Tag Team Division. At Bound for Glory, they'll have an opportunity to do just that when they challenge Honor No More's Matt Taven and Mike Bennett for the Impact World Tag Team titles. A victory over one of professional wrestling's most accomplished tag teams, the Good Brothers, earned Chris Saban and Alex Shelley a match against NWP NJPW Strong Tag Team Champions Aussie Open. The guns stood tall after their hard-fought contest, and as a result, punched their tickets to the biggest event of the year. Can the Motor City Machine Guns fight their way to a third reign? See, even they agreed, three reigns, that's unbelievable. With the uh, their third reign with the Impact Tag Team titles? Or will Taven and Bennett continue Honor No More's reign of dominance over Impact Wrestling? John DeConnie. You know, I, I was just thinking, like, oh, wow, two seems low, but it, and even at that, even at two, they came back. And again, if if you're staying away from the rumor mill, they came back out of nowhere and won those titles in 2020. So you mean to tell me, in all that time before that, they were only one-time tag champs? That's in insane. 2010, they yeah. were champions against Generation Me, and then in 2020, they were in that Fatal Four. There was a 10-year gap in between their tag team title reigns. That is crazy. 
okay, so yeah, as far as this match, OGK defending against the machine guns, I think this is this one's about as straight up as the X division. I think this is just we're here to put on a hell of a match, but it's way too early to. to if Honor No More is going to mean anything, and if we're going to go into the main event hoping that Eddie has a chance in hell just to see, you know, just so that we don't know it's a foregone conclusion, OGK has to retain here and should retain here. I'm going with OGK. John Smith, I don't think it's as easy as that. I, I think it is as easy as that, but this is impact. Like, there's no reason why the machine guns can't walk away as tight. And no one's, no one's going to bat an eye about it. Oh, yeah, the machine guns are champs. Awesome. You know, sure. like, hey, really? <laughs> hey, nobody thought that they were going to win those titles two, two years ago. Yeah. They were just coming in to put over the um, the North, right? Yeah. That's what they beat, right? Um, the, I, you're trying to convince me to switch. Uh, no, I'm going, I'm going to stick with the champs here. Um, yeah, Honor No More should come out with a bunch of belts the next day, and that PCO thing works out in, in the favor. And um, Kenny King, if that happens, if they could all come out, that yeah. would like, but I, I don't think that this is happening, like them losing. So, yeah, it was like we could, we this could be called Glory No More. Let's go, like, this would be actually. If that ends up happening and they win everything, like they pull an evolution from 2003 Armageddon, walk in, what's they're not walking with nothing because they have the tag title, but walk out with everything. Tough, tough mission accomplished. And that would, that would be, you know, if you really wanted to go like evolution 2003, then Kenny King would find his way in the day of like uh flair and Batista finding their way into the, into the tag team turmoil that they weren't scheduled to be in and leaving no, us the chance. No, no Rick Flair, that's the, the Rick Flair poll right there, though. Flair and Bischoff are like this. Hey, don't worry about it, Dave. We're gonna be champs. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I got OGK as well. I, I it's yeah, I, I got a lot. Of, I got so many title defenses, and this is gonna just completely backfire. I'm gonna go one and six again, or whatever the hell my record was two years ago. <laughs> I got OGK. I just it's exactly this. The machine guns. They, they've been they've been putting on clinics to us. I think they haven't earned it. Like if they won this exactly, they've earned it. You know, Alex Shelley just put on a what was that twenty five to thirty minute championship match with Josh Alexander like two months ago. Like unbelievable, great match with the Good Brothers. They just oh, absolutely great. And like I said, this is it's a great this is a great match for the you know the the, the Bound for Glory history. You're talking about the WrestleMania history and you know title matches, or whatever. I like I enjoy all that stuff. All these championship matches do uh do the history proud. So. Um, this this is gonna be right up there with one of the best. So um, yeah, I I got the I got the kingdom. I liked how in the graphic, and I think I just deleted this. See if I can pull it back up real quick. I like in the graphic they actually call them the kingdom. It's not the OGK. Yeah. So they uh, I, I like that the acknowledging they really don't acknowledge the fact that they are the kingdom. But what does that mean? That was their that was their group in Ring of Honor. It was Taven Bennett, and it was somebody else. I forget who it was. Wasn't it? It was Adam Cole. Yeah. yeah. Adam Cole, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven were the kingdom. And what does so OGK then, mean? The original kingdom. Yeah, because then the kingdom went through about 15 other guys. In yeah, and out, OGs. So. Yeah. Yeah, Vincent was in the game. Yeah, there, there was a whole – yeah, but there were the original – like OG gangster, you know, like whatever, OGK, original kingdom. 
the knockouts championship. Uh, this will be the four, 15th time. So this is 14, 15, the 15th time it's been uh, defended at Bound for Glory. I believe this title was born at Bound for, uh, Bound for Glory as well. Happy birthday to the knockouts championship. Let me look that up real quick. Knockouts title. Yes, it was. Uh, there was a gauntlet for the gold back in 2007 that Gail Kim won. So happy birthday to the knockouts championship. Um, that's so much fun how the the knockouts championship and the digital media championship both had the same birthday and it's Rusev day as well. Like what are the odds of all that on the same day? Crazy. Uh, last year, as we, as we beat to the ground, that bully Mickey James, uh, she upset Deanna Peraza to win the knockout championship. The last successful title defense. I want to go back and watch this match. We weren't covering it on the show. We weren't even alive at that point uh, as far as the Central Wrestling Podcast. Ty of Alcarie, Tennille Dashwood back in 2019. I would love to go see that match. Oh, wow. Here is our reigning champion, Jordan Grace. She's in her second reign as knockouts champion. She won the title from Tasha Steele's back at Slammiversary. Bound for Glory really hasn't been kind to her uh, other than winning the Digital Media Championship last year on the Countdown Show, which is why that's not on her record. Uh, she is 0-2. Uh, both matches, singles competitions, 0-1 uh, in championship matches. That was uh, She was actually in that Ultimate X match that Rohit Raju won. <laughs> uh, so this will be her first walk, uh, first walk of the aisle as, uh, as an Impact champion. Uh, yeah, the championship scramble. Yeah, that's what she uh, – Rohit Raju – uh, challenger Masha Slamovich, I believe, before this picture, uh, she was electrocuted. <laughs> so, scroll up. There we go. Masha Slamovich has been on an unstoppable tear since arriving at Impact Wrestling, destroying every anyone and everyone who stood in their path. Following an impressive 14 0 win streak, Slamovich confronted knockouts world champion Jordan Grace and handed her. The ominous death warrant. That's what it's called, John DeCani. A death warrant. It's not an invitation to brunch. The death warrant. <laughs> but before she could lay claim to the number one contendership, Slamovich would have to defeat her uh, former, go on to defeat former multi-time knockouts world champion Diana Peraza to secure her golden opportunity. The stage is now set for this monumental showdown between the two of the most intense unrelenting knockouts of all time of all time already Masha Slamovich unrelenting knockouts of all time and something has got to give John Smith something has got to give what's giving uh Jordan Grace will be giving up her title to Masha Slamovich I think oh. yeah uh I mean Jordan's really come a long way the past few years since I've since the, I first seen her but Masha, they're they're building her up to be just this unbeatable beast, like the female Brock Lesnar, it seems like. So or let's let's be more appropriate here, a female Ivan Drago. Yeah, that, that's actually the first thing that came to my mind when I saw the picture of her with the with the electrocuted hair. I was like, yep. Yeah, she could be beating up somebody in a boxing ring 40 years ago. But no, I'm going <laughs> with yeah, I'm going with Masha. You know, I don't think they're gonna do any uh any up. Uh, Apollo Creed um, callbacks like Karrion Cross and Don't Go Down! Don't Go Down! Oh, does, uh, does, uh, uh what's his name? Hanafan? What is, what's his name? Does he, the Russians hurt! The Russians hurt! <laughs> Masha starts bleeding. The Russians hurt! John DeCani. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if this, 
if this wasn't bound for glory <coughs> and if Masha was somehow face as opposed to and she's not really necessarily a heel either because she hasn't done anything you know dastardly but between the you know she is the one handing out death warrants i stand corrected not not invitations to brunch um if this was anywhere else where if she was a face you could see i mean she's she's really had she's okay she's 14 and 0 she's had 12 squashes she had a, a nice like 11 or 12 minute match against uh diana and then this bro which this ill-placed almost 20 minute minute brawl with someone we didn't even know uh monsters okay. exactly so if this was any other setup i would say okay this is where she takes her first l and then she starts making the climb back and the second time around oh she's chasing and you know blah 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 but as john smith said they have built her to be this unstoppable machine and it is bound for glory so it seems like that's the perfect place to crown a new you know big time goldberg-esque champion and it sickens me to pick against jordan grace but it looks like it's masha's time okay so john we'll go back to you then the question for both of you is we'll just go with the rotation john smith so are you giving Mickey James's career to Masha Slamovich? It's uh, a good question. No, I can see uh, – no, I, I still think it's Deanna. I think Deanna might end up, you know, stealing that, being Deanna two belts for a little while and uh, and then taking out Mickey when she gets when she gets to hers. Then she'll finally get her revenge against Mickey that's gonna be a long ways down the way though, because you know Masha's on his undefeated streak, John McConney. It's and Donna's not gonna beat her. Johnny just beat Deanna. Like that's not gonna I don't think they're gonna turn that back around. Is is are we giving Mickey James's career the legendary career of all everything? Mickey James, who walked down the aisle at the 2022 Royal Rumble with the knockouts women championship. Women's on the graphic. Yeah, I uh, I I am of the belief that uh, well, first of all, I'm of the belief that Undertaker's streak probably never should have been broken, but if it was going to be broken, it should have been someone like Bray Wyatt to break this streak and kind of pass the torch. So if you want if if Masha is in your big future plans, why not let her be the one to retire Mickey James and get that big rub because i mean otherwise yes i'd love to see it be diana and if the timing works out that way uh, you know somehow it's uh it would be wonderful but if everything goes the way it seems to be going right now and in january we're talking about the next impact pay-per-view and it's masha versus mickey james yeah i think uh that will be mickey's last rodeo I, I got Jordan Grace. I got a title defense here. I got another title defense. Because I just, it's, you have Jordan Grace as the Bentley. She just, she just resigned. I don't know. She's just, she looks great. She looks like a champion. That's. I don't think, I don't think there's any reason to take the belt off her. It doesn't make sense. What I know we're talking about impact, but like, and it's not going to shock me if Masha wins this, you know, she's undefeated, but that's just, 
it's it's the the, the low the loss I don't think is going to hurt Masha, especially if it's like a 15 minute banger and they just they're both strong as hell. They're both gonna kick the crap out of each other. Like this could go down as one of the most memorable matches of the night. And if Masha loses, so what? Like she just gave a champ a run for the money, and then meanwhile, Jordan Grace has another huge, huge notch on her belt. Um, that I think she's earned. I don't think I think she runs this for a while. I don't think Jordan loses. I think she takes Mickey James's career at, at, at uh, in January, hard to kill or whatever it is. I mean, that's revolution. I, it's a revolution, not rev- that's AEW. That's hard. Rebellion. To there you go. Rebellion. Rebellion. Rebellion's in like March, isn't it? Okay, yeah, I don't remember. I, I get hard to kill in rebellion. But now I got I got Jordan Grace. I just don't. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, and I will gladly yeah. give up the points for it to, to play out that way because I think that's better. I just think impact. Definitely, yeah, right? That's <laughs> uh, what did I put in the article? Masha's dominance has been fun to watch, but Jordan's going to prove to be a better competitor and too much to handle. I wouldn't be shocked if Masha won this, though. I don't think that's going to happen. This is a great bound for glory knockouts title fight. Looking forward to the match. Yeah, so I don't really have a definitive reason why. I just. Go with Gordon Grace. And now we're going to come to the main event. The Impact Championship. Uh, right up there with the WWE title uh, at WrestleMania. It, it, the challenger wins more times than not. Uh, the last successful title defense, Brian Cage defeated Sammy Callahan in 2019. Uh, last year, we had a little bit of a bleep show. Like I said, the huge main event, Canada uh, Canadian on uh, Canadian Violence. Josh Alexander cashed in option C, defeated Impact World Champion Christian Cage to win the title only for five minutes later to have the uh, gauntlet for the uh, Collier Shot gauntlet winner Moose come out and beat Josh Alexander. Uh, so we had two champions last year. Josh Alexander, that's the one blemish on his resume. He's three and one at Bound for Glory. That's not one in 14. It should be one in, uh, should be one in, uh, <laughs> one in one. One and one at Bound of Glory because he had <coughs> matches uh, and two wins with the North. Um, three and one in championship matches, one and one as champion. Uh, last year at Bound for Glory, like I said, defeated Christian Cage, won the impact title, then lost to Moose. Then here's Eddie Edwards seeking his third reign as impact champion. Eddie does pretty good. You know what? It's, it's tough because at, at Bound for Glory, if you look at a lot of the records, a lot of them uh, – you're under 500 because there are so many multi-man matches. You only have one winner compared to three losers or in some cases, 19 losers, like in the college. <laughs> Eddie Edwards is pretty good. Uh, five and three uh, overall, two and three in singles matches. Uh, three of his wins, uh, I'm assuming, I think he was the Wolves. I think it was uh, three members, uh, three matches with uh, Davey Richards. One and one in championship matches. I one as a challenger. Last time we saw him. Uh, he lost, like I said, last year he was in the call your shot gauntlet. He wasn't even in match. He wasn't even in a match. He was in the gauntlet last year. Him and his wife, they fought side by side. It was quite adorable, actually. Uh, following his victory in the action-packed six-way number one contenders elimination match on Impact, Eddie Edwards has earned the right to challenge Josh Alexander for the Impact World Championship at Bound for Glory on October 7th. The Impact World Championship has become an obsession of Edwards after he felt he was refused the opportunity to challenge Kenny Omega to bring the belt home to Impact in 2021. This was the impetus, nice word, impetus for Edwards joining Honor No More. Now Edwards will have the opportunity in Albany, New York. I wonder where this building, I wonder where this community takes place. 
opportunity in Albany, New York to capture the richest prize in Impact Wrestling for the third time in his career. Can Eddie Edwards back up everything he's been preaching as the leader of Honor No More, or will the walking weapons reign of excellence carry on? John DeConi, as their senior Impact correspondent, who is the Impact champion at the end of this match? Okay. So uh, when we were talking about the call your shot, we talked about wouldn't it be fun if PCO won? And then there was that built-in storyline. Could PCO get involved here and accidentally cost Edwards the title? (laughs) That would absolutely be something that would go along with the story that they have been telling. I would be heartbreaking. (laughs) But I am going to go with the fact that you don't take your cornerstone franchise player, not just turn him heel, but turn him against the company. If there's not a monster heel title run in store, and I don't care if he holds the title for you know only till the next Impact Plus special, if making Eddie the leader of Honor No More was not heading for a title run, then I don't know why the hell it happened. And this is what better place than here to do it? Yep. I think we get a new champion. John Smith. Yeah, this is all about Eddie. I'm sorry to Josh Alexander, but like, you know, this is about the third chapter of his career. First, it was like the tag team, then it was the underdog. Now he's the heel, you know, D hole. And then, you know, the fourth chapter will be him going to WWE or being, um, being like the, uh, the veteran who's now a face and, you know, regrets his past, but not really like Edge, you know? So this is that third chapter, and he's got to be the leader of this group while holding the belt, and I think it it will be for a long time. Um, even if it, even if PCO does win that, call your shot. But you know, Heath wins it. He's gonna beat Heath when Heath calls his shot eventually. Like I think that Edwards is gonna be a dominant heel champion at the head of this group for you know for a lot of time. Yeah, it's, you know, it's – I, I, I thought I was going to be on an island on this one. Like, I'm going all hard here. I want – I think Eddie Edwards is right. Eddie Edwards is 100%. – he beat Kenny Omega in a tag team match. It was a six-man match and a main event. So he pinned Kenny Omega, and he didn't get a title shot for it. Like, no, Eddie is right. Eddie is completely justified for what he, in my opinion, I could be wrong. You know, I love Impact, whatever it is. If I'm Eddie, I'm pissed. And you know what? Long-term storytelling. This, like I said, 2021. We're, this is over a year now. Over Because Christian already beat Kenny Omega at this point last year. So we're talking over a year. Eddie Edwards has been absolutely fuming that he didn't get his chance and this has to pay off for him. I want this so bad to pay off for him. So I, this is a this is a heart pick. This isn't a brain whatever. I want Eddie Edwards to win this. I want to watch this on a replay. Exactly. I, I, Kenny King, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy with Speedball as ex-champ. But if Kenny King's going to be ex-champ, I'm fine with that. He weasels his way in there. But, yeah, dude, 
the PCO, if I'm right here, PCO, the Kingdom, and Eddie Edwards. Oh, that was just the, yeah, this is glory no more. Like they would got to re- rename this pay per view, you know, Bound for Glory 2022, Glory No More. And it, they just, they, the whole plan, the whole plan that they set out to do took a while to get started. But it paid off. Like they, they, they executed it at the end when it matters most. And this is where it matters most. This is it. it is, you're exactly right, John the County. Eddie Edwards can win. Eddie Edwards can lose the belt next month. Doesn't matter. He wins on the grandest stage and he wins in the most memorable. No one's going to remember Overdrive 2021. <laughs> you know, like they're going to, we're going to talk about this next year. You're going to have that championship graphic that they're last year at Bound for Glory. Eddie Edwards defeated. Josh Alec, and it's in the record books forever. Like, this is this is huge. So I'm going to be rooting hard for Eddie, and uh, I hope he gets it done. So uh, John Smith, overall, before we get out of here, overall, how to you know? Let's get the announcements up. I was just thinking about it. I want to hear your overall thoughts on how uh, this show's going. We'll get some music going, and we're gonna get some. Uh, um, a huge congratulations. Because for the 100th time, the primetime rundown is back in its usual day and time as Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Mike Zava, who's pitching, I don't know what Ian's picture is, uh, return to Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time with everything you need to know about the world of sports. Make sure you tune in tomorrow night on 7 o'clock, episode of 100. And I'll be damned if Joey Jarzanka, Joseph Kennedy Jarzanka, man, he cleans up well. Look at that dapper smile. He's going he's gonna be on ESPN one day. He's gonna be on ESPN one day. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, do you have an interest in becoming a sports reporter? Would you like to be asking home <coughs> coaches and players questions in person? Are you a college student looking to break into the sports media industry but looking to write about your favorite team? The Eastern Observer is looking for interested candidates to join the family for college credits. Look no further. Aspiring writers, social media specialists, content creators, etc. can inquire by emailing eosports3 at gmail.com. We are looking forward to having you join the Eastern Observer family. Uh, any, uh, make sure you get the Black Cats NYC's album Free Cake. The Black Cats NYC, they are the official band of the Eastern Observer. Anywhere you get your music, Pandora, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, anywhere you get your music, you can get the Black Cats NYC's album Free Cake. It's out now. Play loud. As always, the Essential Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by ProWrestlingPickem.com, the internet leader in sports entertainment picking pools. Join us in the Central Wrestling Podcast public pool to play against us or create a private pool with you and your friends. ProWrestlingPickup.com. Play against your friends, play against the universe, and guys, she will like it too. Uh, Make sure you join us on Tuesday nights uh, at 5 p.m. on all reviewing options. And while you're here watching and listening or listening now, please make sure you like this episode and subscribe to the Eastern Observer so you can make sure... You get all the updates on all of our shows and news articles. It's all about the algorithm. John Smith, anything before you go about Bound for Glory? I'm excited for tomorrow night. 
I'm very excited to watch this show. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna show up late to work tomorrow night so I can watch this whole thing on the big screen actually. Um I'm most looking forward obviously to speedball Mike Bailey because he's the freaking man and Frankie Kazarian can go and so the two of them will put something awesome on. And you know, I'm I'm just hoping that there's a nice uh that there's a big twist that we can't, we don't see coming at all. You know, that's, a, that's always fun at these big shows. Yeah. Like a holy crap. I like, you know, like the Hardys coming back at that WrestleMania a few years ago. Nobody saw that coming. You know, like, Moose cashing in like, who threw you the cash in the car? Like, trophy. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, we didn't know that was money in the bank. That was, that was pretty part of the last week. Or the Connie. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because Impact, you know, just, they may make terrible decisions on where their time slots are, but they go out there and they put on a show that's going to entertain you in terms of wrestling, going to entertain you in terms of humor, and it, it's just going to its going to be money well spent. So I'm looking forward to this show. Larry. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. That's my, one of my favorite shows of the year now. Uh, I love doing these specials uh, for it. They've earned it. This is, this is their big deal. And uh, good luck to everybody out there. They're going to put on their show. They're going to put on a on the best performances they can. They're going to go all out for us. So, good for that. I'm going to enjoy it. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Larry Steve, forever in our hearts. Via Brookside, Queen of Europe, coming 2023. John the Connie, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best with all your future endeavors. Right now. I know. That was the one Heath was supposed to win, right? Also the last ever TV champion.